Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, hit record. Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to the next episode of Ingles and Ian, a CowboysRideForFree.com podcast. And I got through it without stuttering. How about that? But unlike normal, Hallelujah. your good friend and mine, Ian, is off doing other things. So we have the granddaddy of them all, Robert. <laughs> how you doing today, buddy? Doing all right, man. It's a Monday night, and OU is getting their ass lathered right now by Wichita State. So can't be. This is this is the greatest Monday night ever. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when o- OSU wins the Natty next year on Monday night, I, I, I'm not going to even. I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm trying to. This is a new me. I've started 2022. <laughs> My resolution is stay in the moment. So I'm enjoying the softball win. Baseball, okay, and golf, okay. Right, right. Not a great weekend for baseball. Uh, golf, you know, golf has got got it going on on, on for both the men and the women. So, yeah. um, and and listen, by the time that's over, we've really only got a month till fall football gets going. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm impressed with the women. The fact that they lost their two best golfers during the season and are still making the tournament. That's impressive. Yeah. That's that is impressive. You know, obviously, if you want to go on the message board, you're like, oh, my God, what's going on with OSU golf? But the fact that the women's team. Really, you could say is almost, you know, on it's in the same level of discussion as the men's team. Right. And that's never been the case as far as as long as I can remember, they've all like. I assume they got a new coach a couple of years ago and he turned the program around. You may know yes. more about that than I do. Yeah, no, they did. They, uh, they had, they've got a new coach and I don't know if it's, I want to say three years at least. I don't, it's, it's three years. I think if it's four, that's the most, I can't think five. I could be wrong, but, um, <coughs> excuse me. I tried to inhale. I tried to inhale the scotch as opposed to swallow it. So um, you would know more more about this than I would. But like, what does a collegiate golf coach really do? Like, obviously, there's swing instruction and those kind of things and recruiting. But is there like some secret sauce in there that coaches do? Is it more of like? prep is it analytics like talk to me about that part of coaching yeah so so golf to me as a i mean i've spent a lot of time i listen i was in the industry right i i I taught for almost 20 years i still i still on the odd occasion teach don't tell the usga that uh but i i accept bottles of scotch and uh certificates to dinner (laughs) for my efforts (laughs) 
Um, you know, golf to me is it's kind of much like wrestling uh, in okay. that it's an individual thing, right? You're not, you know, or tennis, you know, even tennis, even though you can play doubles in tennis, right? That's kind of a team thing. Think individual tennis, right? It's, it's just me. I can only deal with me, but golf is golf is even worse than those. Right. So if you think, right. right, So there's no, so if you think wrestling or you think tennis, your physical activity can have a physical impact on your opponent. Right. Whereas in golf, the only way to have a physical impact on your opponent is to have a mental impact because I could drill a tee shot. I can knock it stiff. Right. That has zero physical impact on the other person. It's like I punched him in the gut. It's like I grabbed him around in the head and locked him in, you know, got him in a headlock or a full Nelson or something like that. Or it's not like I hit a serve 110 miles an hour that they just couldn't get to. Right. So golf to me is really about it. It's, it's about two things. It's about, learning to channel your own sort of emotional energy, right? How do you channel it? it? I wouldn't say control it. Control is a tough word. It comes to emotion, right? But how, can, how do you take that energy that you get and channel it into the right thing, right? The right focus, the right energy, number one. And then number two how do you just stay present? How do you look at something and go, well, the only thing I control is me. I can't control that guy over there. So when he hits it stiff from 200 yards, when, you know, we call it the old Mongolian reversal, right? You're a hundred yards from the flag. That dude's in the rough 170 yards away. And you're thinking, I've got this guy. I've got this guy. I've got him. And then that dude freaking bounce. He ricochets it off the high edge of a bunker and it goes straight sideways and rolls down and hits the flag and stops a foot from the hole. Now, what do you do? And being able to not allow that to impact you, right? So it's, it's, it's understanding how it's, it's really about understanding how to channel your own stuff, right? And deal with your own stuff. I can't do anything with him. It's not like I could guard him tighter. Right. right? It's not like we can double, can't double team him. You can't feed him to the baseline defender. You, you can't, you know, lock him up because he's good on his feet. So I'm going to lock him up and get close. You know, they're, they're bad at taking the, you know, they're bad at taking the high bouncing serve. So I'm going to serve flat. You know, it's, you, it's, you can't have a physical impact on the other player. So the only thing you control is yourself. That's it. So that's where it's, it's what's interesting is for me when I watch tour golf, I'm, I, to me, TV golf is, is okay. Get the sensors out, get the bleepers out. TV golf is boring as fuck. <laughs> okay. It's boring because a lot of the guys now, you know, they stay, they stay very calm. They, they, you know, 
They're very centered. They're very present. They're very, they stay pretty calm. You don't see a lot going on. And that's, I think, a lot why, you know, somebody like Tiger who comes along, right? Who did the fist pump, you know, yeah, yeah, the fist pump. Even Phil showed emotion. Sergio showed emotion. Seve showed emotion. You know, Lee Trevino, you know, with the, with the putter and he would, you know, whatever. Uh, Chichi Rodriguez back in the day, right? And why did everybody hate Nicholas? They hated him because he was like the he was like the Terminator coming down the back nine, who just relentlessly, you know. So there was there was the emotion involved, but the vast majority of tour guys now, it's 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 you got to stay calm, you got to stay level, you know. And even uh, me and my amateur stuff here, I can feel. You know, if I make two consecutive birdies, which is not unreasonable for me to do, I did it this past weekend. If I make two consecutive birdies, if I'm walking up on the next tee, I can, I feel it. Right. My heart is like, my heart's a little extra. And so I'm trying to try to calm myself down, especially if it's the eighth hole, which sucks. And I, play horribly and I get too cocky and I hit it in a spot where I end up making double, you know? So it's like that golf instruction is so much more about the mental aspect. And even for a really good player, when in doubt, do what you know you can repeat, right? That's the big thing. Do what you know you can repeat without even thinking about it, right? We had, we had a, we had a, uh, I had a golf coach when I went back to school. I went to Dodge City Community College, okay? And the golf coach that I never watched, I never saw that guy break 90. He was our golf coach. He knew where every 84 lumber sign lumber yard was located in southwestern kansas because if we were in the van going to a meet and he knew there was an 84 lumber on the road he would tell us put your heads down close your eyes put your heads down he didn't want us to see that number <laughs> okay and so it was it was so much about the psychological part of the game because you couldn't you know, it's it's not like I can take a nine iron and go beat Jacob over the head on the ninth hole when he's one up and I need to win a hole. It's like I got to do something myself. So it's that's golf. That's golf instruction is really can you can you try to drill in a physical motion that the student finds repeatable? And if they find it repeatable and they can repeat it then the rest of it is how do you mentally approach something? I've been very fortunate to have given instruction to some really, really good amateurs in this area. Some, some guys who have qualified for some state opens and things like that. And the instruction with them is so much more mental. It's, it's so mental. Like you really don't like you watch a guy hit a ball and you're like, I am not fucking with that. 
but how do I get them to mentally see and feel what they want to do when they want to do it? Right. And, and it really turned into with this one guy, uh, Kevin Loretti, young guy, and we became very, we'd become good friends. And, and I said to him one day on the range, why, you know, why are you here with me? I said, you're swinging the, you're swinging the club so beautifully. I said, why are you here talking to me on the driving range? He said, because I've never seen anybody accept reality on a golf course better than you. And he said, I need to understand how to accept reality based on what I can do. And that just floored me. I didn't ask him why he thought that. I was like, I, I didn't want to act like I was fishing for a compliment. But that just nailed me when he said that. I was like, you know what? When you're swinging that well, how do you make decisions on a golf course that suit what you do and accept making a decision at moments that, you know, that it, the course is tempting you to do what you don't normally do. How do you overcome that obstacle? And if you take that to the tour level of player, think about the, the specificity of a moment mm -hmm. for a tour level guy who knows exactly how far he hits his 50 two degree wedge. Like when I say exactly, he knows I well, hit that thing 102 and a half yards. So that's something I was explaining this to some, a friend of mine. I'm like, look, because, you know, bad golfers are like eh, 110, 115 pros are like, is it 112 or is it 113? <laughs> like that. Right. There's a there's a great story about Colin Montgomery back in the day where he he tells a, the caddy tells him see that see the top of that that tree right the the point of that tree you want to hit it at that and let it slide left and he goes wait a minute are you talking about the right side of the point of the tree or the left side of the point of the tree like he was like he was getting so fine, like me, if the guy said the top of the tree, I'm looking, I'm looking at a five-yard area around the top of the tree and hoping right. I can hit it there. And this guy is like getting it so dialed down. It, and it's interesting. We talk about golf this way. Like you ask, you know, you ask about golf. Relatively speaking, for any sport, as you get to those higher and higher levels. Right. It becomes so much more fine tuned relative to the level. Right. Right. It's yeah. it's it's fascinating. That's a fascinating thing to me. It's something I always I'm always curious about. I'm interested in and I love listening to professional athletes talk about their environment and how it it either slows down. You know, it's the old matrix, the matrix the matrix right how it all slows down and you begin to see all the stuff that was like blowing past you you begin to see it all in slow motion and how that relates to different sports right how how does that relate to football versus basketball versus tennis or baseball or golf you know or softball you know 
That's you've got me all wound up, damn it, Jacob. <laughs> so like, I, I'm gonna ask you another golf related question, but I do have something to like, like jump in on this like fine tuning. So for several years, I was a pretty high level curler. It's one of those things, almost qualified for nationals, that kind of crap. I could literally feel the difference between a 3.8 second stone and a 3.75 second stone. Right. Like I could feel the difference in five hundredths of a second. Yeah. And that's what it's like. Yeah. That's what it's that's what it's like. And if you you could actually take this out to literally anything you do in your life. Oh yeah. Right. If you are a professional at something, okay, you think about what you do at a level that the person who's not a professional at it can't think about it, right? They just can't think about it. My wife, my wife works in, in retail, uh, uh, retail, oh, it's carpet. I mean, it's carpet, it's rugs, it's, and she can talk about that at a level that my first question is, is here, and her first question is down here. Oh, yeah. I know but that when, feeling. <laughs> but she forwarded me, she forwarded me a text she got, a spam text that was asking her to click on a link. And it said something about billing or your account. Oh, it was a Netflix. It was a spam Netflix. And she forwarded me the text and you could see the link in my text. And the minute I looked at the link, I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Right. So I call her on the phone and I said, I said, I have one question. I said, when have you ever gotten a text from Netflix about your Netflix account? Oh, never. I said, look at the link. Netflix is spelled wrong. <laughs> she, the minute she gets it, she's just the, the normal consumer. And you can see why spam email and crap like that works. She's the normal right. bread and butter consumer who's not immediately thinking somebody's trying to hack me or somebody's trying to spam me or whatever. I work in IT. And that's literally the first thing. If I get an email, whether it's personal or work or, or a text, oh, or you DM, always open up. My, yeah, my first, I'm like, wait, I look, I'm like, whoa, no, no, wait a minute. That doesn't look right. And I look at the address or I look at a link. I'm immediately suspicious, right? She doesn't live in that world. So that that is all over the place. Is the the more fine-tuned you become, the more professional you become at anything you do, you literally, the, the 12 decisions, right, the 12 thoughts that you've got to have from the beginning, those literally happen instantaneously for you as a professional. You go right past them all, and you're already to the, to the, the eighth level, okay? where somebody like my wife, she's at the first level. But if I deal with her in her world, I'm at the first level, she's at the eighth level, right? So I think that extends to sports. And that's why it's fascinating to me 
you know, to listen to guys be authentic, right? Really be authentic and talk about their experience because it almost always comes down to, Gundy talks about this. It almost always comes down to how stuff slows down. Right. Especially, right? like, he says that a lot with quarterbacks. Especially. Yeah, right. This, the crap starts to slow down, right? And, and so it's, 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 the, the, the term slow down just means your brain is not having to process that because it's already processed it prior. Like it already made those decisions, you know, 30 seconds ago, and it's already to the next thing. You know, and that's what the slowdown means. So that's I know that's that's great. And here we go. Who thought we could have gone here on a Cowboys Ride for Free podcast? All right. So I'm gonna ask you to put your golf instructor hat on for a second. Oh God, okay. <laughs> what the fuck happened with, with Ricky Fowler? Oh, at that level? So if you think about it that level, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story that has nothing to do with Ricky Fowler, but I think it emphasizes – I'm going to tell two stories. I'm going to tell two stories, right? And it's gonna, what it's going to do, it's going to emphasize the difference, the, the absolutely minuscule difference between levels of excellence, right, in any sport, really. So <clears> – <throat> When I was a club pro and I was playing, uh, I was I was working at a club for like seven years up in Syracuse, New York area. And I was playing in a in a pro-am and, um, and I was paired with another club pro, Mark Tucker, who in our central New York section, he was he was hands Hands, best golfer in our section. Nobody could argue that. If he showed up to the event, everybody was thinking, who's finishing second, right? And we ended up, it was a, it was just a one amateur, right? So we played in the foursome. He had an amateur, I had an amateur. And we played. And um, he played probably not his best round. And I played a really good round. And we ended up tying. As, as individual pros, I think we tied for fourth or something. And, and we had lunch. We were having lunch with our uh, amateurs. And I asked him, because the year before he had qualified for, uh, either he'd either qualified for the U.S. Open or he'd qualified for the PGA. I want to say it's the U.S. Open. But I asked him, I said, dude, I said, you're Mark. And he was a cool dude. He was so chill. And I was like, Mark, I said, you're so good. I said, why, you know, you ever think like you go give like the, <clears throat> I think it, at that time it was the Hooters tour, right? Wasn't even right, the Nike, yeah. I, right? it was, it was that. I was like, you, you ever think about doing that? I said, you, you're so good. Like, you know, I think you could get a sponsor and give it a go. And he goes, Robert, he goes, you know how we go play in our, in our section championship, right? And he'd won the section championship a couple of times. He says, if you take the top 10 of those guys and you go to the national PGA tournament, there's a couple hundred guys 
that are that good or better. Okay. If you take the top 10 club pros and you go to the Hooters, Nike tour, you know, whatever that is, because there's like a thousand guys in the world that are that good or better. If you take the top 10 or 20 guys from that and you go to the regular tour, there's like 500 guys in the world that are that good or better. And so he said his point was that the margin between those levels was so fine, right, that one guy who's the best here, you take him over there and there's like 500 guys that good, right? The second story that emphasizes that. There was an interview. You, everybody knows who Peter. If you followed golf and the history of golf, Peter Jacobson. Right. He was the quintessential tour journeyman. Okay, one of those dudes wasn't ever going to win a major. Just was out there cashing a check, making cuts, right? And there was a there was a year where he qualified for the Ryder Cup. Okay, now I'm going to let my dog in here. She's barking. My playmate. Yes, come on in. Um, come here, come here. You say hi. There he is. Say hi to Jacob. There you go. That's Lucy. Yes, hi Lucy. Lucy, say hi to everybody out there on Twitter who's not going to listen to this. So, <laughs> so Peter Jacobson. There was a one year where he had a particularly good year and he qualified for the Ryder Cup. And there was an interview where they asked him about what did you do? You know, you made a swing change. You, uh, you know, what did you do? And he said, well, I, he says, I cut down my average number of putts per round by one. So think okay. about that. Let's say you went from 34 putts around to 33 putts around. Doesn't sound like much. Oh, it's huge. I mean, I, I mean, he went out there podcasting and doesn't golf. That's not right? whatever. Like, over one... four rounds of golf on the tour, over four rounds of golf, that's at least four shots. And his next comment was four strokes on the tour is the difference between barely making the cut and then cashing a $10,000 check or finishing in the top 10 and making two, 200K. Right. And th that just, you know, those two stories for me encapsulate professional athletics and amateur athletics, right? That the, the level, I, I always make a comment to my wife, like you, you watch like either American Idol or you go, you know, you go, we go to like our synagogue here and somebody does a musical thing and you're like, holy crap. Wow. They're incredible. Look at them. They're playing an instrument and singing on key and it's beautiful. <laughs> and then you think they can't, they can't go out and put a top 10 hit on the, on the billboard charts. So it, it, it's just, to me, it's just, that just fascinates me that the, the difference between what you run into every day in your life 
and what we watch and go, wow, that's incredible, is so minuscule, it, it, it would blow your mind. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, like, I, I was dating a professional bassoonist for a while, and, like, listening to her practice routines and stuff, I'm like, holy shit, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it is, an, it, like, just that level of perfection is so crazy. And it's so, it's also interesting to me, especially that you're talking about, like, mental stuff and golf, like, you know, Spieth has never been the same since he chunked that wedge at the Masters. Right. He oh, was going. And let me tell you, so to take it back to your point about Ricky Fowler, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a point at which you make choices. What am I willing and what is necessary for me to sacrifice, right? First of all, what's necessary for me to sacrifice? Because maybe somebody's got the mental attitude where they can have a family, wife, kids, distractions, and they can and they can still do at that level, right? Being aware of that, knowing what it is you really want, what do I have to have? What am I willing to give up of myself? And that's not to say, I don't want anybody here to go, oh, you're saying Ricky doesn't want to give it up? I don't mean that in a negative way, right? So what if he doesn't want to give that up? Yeah. He has a career. He's whatever, right? And that's cool. And he's made a choice. And that's perfectly okay, right? Yeah, well, it's just the thing with him was like, you know, he had that one season where he finished runner-up in four straight majors. Yeah. And then like a season or two later, he had that, epic players win you're like all right now's the time he's finally ready to make the run and he just poof and it wasn't there it wasn't there for him which which emphasizes no matter what the activity the difference between those that become michael jordan a tiger woods jack nicholas a a tom brady Okay, a Peyton Manning, a Joe Montana. All right. The 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 difference is mental, it's not physical. <clears throat> the difference is mental because they've made a choice. Somebody said to me once that the that great champions are made by the ability to take every ounce of energy and emotion they feel and channel it into the great thing, right? In other words, take that and channel it into the good thing. Most of us get too jacked up, right? That's what happens on a golf course. I've made three, four, five. I've made, I, listen, I, I'm not a great bowler, but I had a period of time where I was a pretty good bowler, and I threw the first nine. Been there. Dude, dude. Right through the I face. Had, I right. had no chance. I had no chance. But get, knowing how most bowlers are, you went right through the one pin, didn't you? Oh, no, I threw it in the gutter. Because <laughs> I, I, 
No, so I threw I threw a big hook. I threw a big hook. So my yeah. play was to line up left and really throw hard out to that gutter and keep it and and it would get just it would get just outside that first arrow. That was my yeah, perfect call. Yeah. Just get just outside that arrow and and then that thing would just snap at the end. And and I was so juiced. I mean, that ball hit the gutter. It bounced. It hit the gutter so hard. <laughs> it bounced. And so that's, but that's what you're talking about, right? Is that moment where when faced with the very thing that you want and you're, you are on a roll and you can do no wrong, that you're able to just be present and be in the moment. And it's just that thing. Right. Oh, I'm going to hit my next shot. What's the next shot? You know, what's the next play? What's our next play? Where's the safety? Okay. Do my, you know, do my routine. That is what makes the the greats great. And then when that moment does arrive, that says you've done everything you're capable, but I need you now to do something extraordinary <clears throat> all your energy can go to that because you've not wasted any energy on that other stuff you've not wasted any effort on doing your normal crap and you and you can pile it all into that one moment uh, and that one moment won't feel that big of a deal because you've been doing it right it's it it, it just okay. Fascinates me. Just fascinates me. Then we've spent all this time now. <laughs> okay. And we have not talked other than mentioning Ricky Fowler. <clears throat> we have not talked about OSU sports. Oh, I mean, we did mention softball, which is great. Um, I mean, granted, they got swept during the regular season, but for the most part, the year of Bedlam is still going on. We've had a yep. lot of Bedlam wins this year, which is the best. How far? Uh, how far did did that did Alo hit that ball? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I, Holy crap! <laughs> I don't know, but it was a solid four fifty. I mean, he just jacked that thing. That thing. That thing. I mean, when she hit that. And um and and they're showing it, and you're not seeing the ball, and the left fielder's just sort of looking, and then the ball lands maybe, I don't know, ten to twenty feet short of the warning track of the baseball field. Yeah, right. and it was like I was so when she came up the next time, it's like I, I was I wanted to hide. I was like, she's gonna. <laughs> You got to hit a ball. It's going to land in Stanford, Connecticut. Holy crap. That was so exciting. I yelped. I scared my wife, scared the dogs. I was, I was like, I was like, what was there Morgan day? The pitcher. I was like, that was way too intense. That was great. Yeah, that's great. First ever big 12 championship tournament championship for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all roads lead to Rome, right? So it feels yeah. like, so we dropped 
what the final five did we win one versus Florida State or did we lose both of those? Uh, we lost, we lost both. We lost, so we both. dropped so we the lost final five. five. So yeah, you've got a figure. Green it beat no you is a big shot in the arm, right? They're like, okay, we we can slay the giant. A lot of these girls did it last year, take but. You're going to have to go through one of those two teams, if not both those two teams again. And granted, uh, Day got hurt, so she didn't get to play (laughs) much. I'm sorry, laughing. OU's getting beat 13 to nothing by Wichita State. (laughs) Day, Day got hurt, so she didn't get to play against OU at all. And it I don't think she got to play against Fort State either. So it's one of those things where you're like, okay, how good is this team really? But did you but read all- the thing? Did you read the thing about uh, – and how, I, uh, I don't know how you say his name. Ken what? The coach. Hmm. I, I, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. Gajewski, Gajewski. I'm I'm gonna get. I've never actually get heard it pronounced, so I don't I'm, know. I'm probably gonna get bombed on Twitter for for whatever. But um, there was a tremendous interview about he read a book, a whole like an audio book, like he listened to a whole audio book in like 90 minutes on the night before. <clears throat> and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was, but it was something to the effect of. You know how to win now, or you know how to change how you win now, or it was, you know, something like that. And I don't know, I don't know, I haven't looked it up, but I get the sense that it that it led into what they did the next day. I think he talked about that in the interview. That changing pitchers to keep OU's batters off balance in the middle of the game. Right? So in other words, don't don't give them a yeah, don't give them a chance to go through the lineup two full times, you know, right? Or you know, you probably the lineup for for baseball it's the third time through the third third time through that pitcher starts getting tagged. Right. And that's that's they do the same he did the same thing. Like I don't care that she's a great pitcher. I'm going to switch to another pitcher so that they don't have a line on this. And <clears throat> I want to allow look that book. I'm going to go back and look up that interview because I have a sneaking suspicion that what that, that book might be pointing to is never be so good that you can't like change something up in the moment. Right. So that that my God, Jacob, I'm looking at these this this horse cowboy thing on the wall in your hotel room. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> That's like it's very appropriate. You're doing an, an Oklahoma State Cowboys, you know, podcast, huh. and you've got a cowboy on a horse in the background. That's very good. I I am in Texas after all, so. Well, my apologies. That's you know, my condolences. Actually, um, well, I'm, I'm not all. I'm not just in Texas. I'm in freaking Plano of all places. Oh, which good is lord! God awful. I'm so glad <laughs> I did not move. 
I'm so glad I did not move here when I took my current job. Well, there you go. All your Plano followers just left. That's it. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> so, know. Uh, Pistol Rick's going to be pissed. That's it. So, so no. So I think it'd be. I'd be really curious to see what that book was is really about. Like, I want to look that book up because it feels like it might have been saying, "Look, I, I don't care how good you are. You can't be afraid to do something different." In the moment, right when it when it's called for, try something different. If you're you know if you're beating your head against the wall, right? And, and with OU, you're freaking beating your OU softball team. You're beating your head against the wall, they right? They're so they're, good. They've played. They played how many games? Fifty-ish games, and they've lost two times. That's stupid. That's stupid. So, you know, it, it, kudos to him for, you know, staying up half the night, I guess, and, and do, you know, listening to this audio book all in one night. Cause I mean, he, he said that's, you know, that's kind of what set him on the path of, you know what, we're going to change pitchers in the middle of the game. Right. Um, Which is but that, completely unheard of in softball. Cause most pitchers, I mean, there, there are times where a pitcher in softball will throw both ends of a doubleheader. Yeah. You know, it is completely, like, I've only started really getting into softball in the last couple of years, uh, but I'm a big baseball guy. I'm like, no, they go every five days. And softball pitchers are like, no, I'll go yeah. twice in a weekend. Listen, I've gotten in, you know, when I, when I, when I had my, you know, a month ago, month and a half ago, when I had my COVID quarantine, I'm, I'm down here. I've got, you know, I'm in the man cave. I've got two TVs going and I'm watching something on one TV. I'm like, you got to put something on the other TV. You can't have a dead TV down here in the man cave. And so I end up putting on cricket. <laughs> okay. Okay. And everybody's like, oh, my God, cricket? It's like rocket science. I can't figure that crap out. Well, there's a version of cricket now that is no different than saying an, 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 What's that? It's a test match, I think is what it's called. Well, no, no, no. So the test matches, the test matches are the crap you don't want to watch because that's the crap that takes like two and three days. Okay. You don't don't want to watch that. You don't watch that. Because if you, if it's, it's, I I don't want to get into all the rigmarole of it, but it's literally the way the game is, is played a test match. If you've got a batsman, a batter, who's really good at just getting in the way and blocking the ball with the bat, you, you're never going to get the guy out. You're literally never going to get the guy out. He's going to just, he's going to single you to death. Okay. This new version of cricket, um, it's called T20. And it's going to last, it's going to be like a football game or a baseball game, right? Three ish hours. And the only thing I could liken it to is, is in baseball, imagine instead of, switching every three outs okay okay imagine that you flip the coin at the beginning of the of the game 
And it was your choice. Did you want to pitch first or do you want to bat first? And if you choose to bat first, all your guys are going to bat. Okay. But there's no strikeouts. That okay. guy bat, that guy bats until you either, you know, catch a fly ball or he swings and misses and hits an obstacle behind him. That's the wickets in cricket. It's the right. wickets, right? Or you pitch and he gets in the way with his body and you challenge it. And they determined that if he hadn't gotten in the way with his body, it would have hit the obstacle. He would be out, right? Or let's say he hits it and he starts running. That would be like what we, you know, you hit it and you start running and they throw the first, get him out. Right. So let's say you hit it and you start running and they, then they knock, they hit the wickets with the ball before you get to the base. Okay. So there's no strikeouts. Um, there would be literally no foul balls, right? So imagine a dude who's throwing heat. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. Well, as a batter, I could say, you know what? I don't need to hit the ball forward. I could just tip and let the ball go over my head. And if it goes out of play, that's a certain number of runs, right? So it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. And the guys that, that pitch, I mean, I watch this. Every six pitches is like a break. So they, they throw six balls, and then the same bowler, a pitcher is called a bowler, the same bowler could throw two sets of six pitches. So he could throw six pitches, then he could throw six pitches again, but then, now he's got to sit out. He's got to sit out. Now he could come back and he might be able, I'm not 100% clear, he might be able to come back and he might be able to do a total of four of those sets in a, in a full match, okay? But those guys are throwing the ball. Some of them are throwing it at, at 90 plus miles an hour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they're coming back and they're bowling again. But they're only throwing maybe 12, right? And then they're sitting out and somebody else is throwing, right? And you've got spinners. So you get the guy who throws junk, okay? He's throwing junk. That ball's landing. They bounce the ball. They tend to bounce the ball, right, first. Right. And that ball's bouncing in like ricochet. And depending on the conditions, Right. So the bowling pitch, let's say the bowling pitch, let's say there's some humidity in the air. Right. Well, you know, from golf, what does a ball tend to do on wet turf? It tends to skid, kind of skip. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing in, in cricket. 
okay? The ball, if you're a spinner, the ball doesn't react as well coming off of the, the ball doesn't react as well coming off of the, of the pitch. So a, a speed bowler is better when you have conditions where the ball tends to skid. If the ball tends to ricochet, so really dry, uh, kind of dusty conditions, so if the ball hits and it, and it reacts, you want, a, you want a spinner. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating. And you've got Indians, South Africans, Brits, Australians, New Zealanders, all commentating this stuff. And <laughs> it's just, it's, it's fantastic. It's the second highest spectator sport in the world behind soccer. Did not know that. Yeah. And it's, it's, if you just follow kind of the basic, the, the basic rules, you don't have to get into the minutiae of it. Uh, the instant replay in it makes baseball and football and basketball look freaking childish. <laughs> the, the instant replay is great. You can hear them. You can hear them discussing the instant replay. And then the guy will come on and he'll tell the ref, he goes, okay, ref, uh, the, the, it's out. We have the decision. You're now on camera. Signal out. And the guy goes, out. <laughs> right? Or safe or whatever. It's like you hear them discussing, you know, what's going on. Ball, ball is close to the bat. Please share the audio. And as you see the ball go by the bat, they show the audio file. And you're looking at this going, that ball didn't touch the bat. And then they show the audio file, and as the ball goes by the bat, you see a little spike. Oh, yep, yep, ball going near the bat. We have a spike. Uh, we have our ruling. It's That's clear. We have a ruling official. Signal, please signal out. You're on camera now. Please signal out. It's like you hear everything. So it's fascinating. I've talked way too much about cricket now. Let's talk about uh, OSU baseball. Uh, absolutely just giving up three to Texas Tech, who's not a crappy team. They're in the top five now. Yeah, well, they were number nine coming in. I mean. Yeah, they switched places uh, basically, right? They're, I think they're, they're fourth or fifth. Uh, and uh, OSU's, yeah, I think they're, they're in the top five, and I think OSU's like, like eight, seventh or eighth. Uh, they're between like eight and 13, depending on the poll. Oh, depending on the poll. Yeah. 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 That was unexpected, but I mean, the big thing is that's going to really hurt them to host the regional, right? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they, was that the last, we're going into the big 12 tournament, right? I think so. Yeah. That was the last. That was the last. What was the? What did the Big Twelve regular season end up? Wait, 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 wait. No, there's more games. There, there's more yeah. games because um, I, they got another series against Baylor left, and my work computer has frozen. No. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there is another, at least another series, because I was hoping to be able to see them when I was in Stillwater this weekend, but that's not looking to be the case. Um, but then we got the Big 12, so 
I mean, win the Big 12 tournament, you're going to probably be back in that space to, to you know, host a regional, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they have to win the Big 12 tournament to host a regional. Um, I think you have to win. You're going to have to win to, you know, host, I think, both, right? You'd have to. Yeah, but and it's also kind of it's also based on rankings. So yeah, you know, if they had been number three going into all of that, and they won the regional, they would have had a super regional. But uh, yeah, that's um, I don't know. Like this team is like really feels really schizophrenic. <laughs> like they're yeah, either well, like get- world beaters or they're. Terrible. Right. Well, no. So, in other words, this is one of those deals where they're good enough to definitely make it to the College World Series, and they're more than capable of flaming out and not even get through a region. The worst part is they're good enough. If you're the number three team in the country and you're there for a reason, you're good enough to win the whole damn thing. But they're also weird enough. Yes. Well, the problem the, the problem is is that their pitching is good, but their hitting is streaky, and that's always. And granted, really good pitching is better than good hitting in general. But I don't know if they get on like a stretch where you know they hit under two hundred as a team, which they've done at times this season. <laughs> that's not gonna it's not gonna bode well for your chances in Omaha. You see what I'm dealing with here, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like it's worse than having a child, this dog. It's terrible. No, I, I agree with you. It's like college baseball this year feels like any number of teams. Oh my God. It's Wichita State 17, Oklahoma nothing. Wow. Good Lord. Um, it's like it, it's literally you've got a ton of teams that that could win the natty i think on on the on the baseball side on the softball side mm, i think you could dial this down to any one of maybe three or four teams probably and and yeah. osu you know they've had a great season again i think things have to fall right for them Oh, to have, for sure. To have a run, right? Uh, OU, or, or, OU, I mean, OU's OU. OU. I mean, yeah, OU could, OU could bow the whole thing down. OU could – they could get going and, and everything. Oh, they, could, they could go through this thing and not lose a single game, right? Um, but, I mean, the base, the like, baseball look, feels weird. Especially looking at, like – the softball like stats and stuff, which I've been doing, you know, there, there are times, I mean, granted it's also softball, which is weird, but they'll hit 350, 400 for a game as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they, if they, if OSU is going to win the natty in softball, they need like to catch lightning in a bottle and just hold it for what a month. <laughs> Yeah. I okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna debate that. I don't think they necessarily need lightning in a bottle. Right? I think 
I think they need a team like OSU. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of teams like OSU, right? And really what you need is you just you need a couple of things to fall your way. Right? A couple of things kind of at the right time to fall your way. They're regional. I think their regional is is awesome. Their regional really I think their regional falls into their lap, right? Right. Um, so then you're going to get to the super regional, and Which then probably the water too. That's gonna, but that's gonna. And well, if they win their regional, they'll be in Stillwater. They'll. That's. Yeah. I think that's a given. So if they if they win their regional, then it's going to become about who came out of the other regional. It's really going to become about the matchup, right? Do, do you do you get someone who? you know, is more like OU with, you know, they're a great hitting team. You get someone who's got that pitcher that you just freaking, you know, you can't touch and they keep you in one of those games, you know, where they hang around the whole time. Um, so, it, and, and then they chip you at the end, you know, it's, it's like, it, you just need, one or two things to kind of break right and you can make a really good run baseball to me feels way more up in the air baseball to me feels like you could you could easily crap out in a regional you could i mean it, it just there's not anybody who's totally dominant but there's a whole bunch of really decent teams who on a given night's going to beat somebody right yeah I, I agree with that completely i um I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see, especially with baseball because it is so random. Just hopefully they can get themselves back into a spot to host a regional. Just being at home helps. Yeah. No, I I agree. I the, the being at home is great. I mean, what an atmosphere, right? What a what a great atmosphere, you know, to be at home with that. That's just super. So so my. Next question is, spring football happened. Yeah. Number one, do we care? <laughs> and uh, number two, number two, two questions. And then you, you, number one, do we care? Number two, does it, is it really making much of an impact on what the team's going to look like in the fall. I mean, did I care? Yes, because it's Oklahoma State football and I'm always going to care. Did I care a whole lot? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially because it wasn't even a spring game. It was a spring practice. And me and Ian talked about this. Um, like, I don't know if it's against the rules or whatever, but like, you know what? Bring Whedon back. Bring Dez back. Have Dez run routes against the secondary and see how they, <laughs> how they like playing against, you know, those guys. You know, you know, do some of that would be really fun. I mean, spring games are kind of like spring training. There's always that team that you're like, oh, you know, the 
Diamondbacks went like seven and zero in spring training. They're going to be good this year. What all that bullshit? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, they end up sucking or whatever. And, and but there's also, um, I think it's good. I don't know if it's going to change much. It's, I mean, there are some question marks. We're replacing a lot on the defensive end. Uh, I mean, the D line should be really good. Really good, uh, especially if Oliver doesn't have a sophomore slump and just keep crushing like he's been crushing. Yeah. And, um, you know, the running back question is up in the air. Who's going to step up at wide receiver? I mean, you figure Presley is going to be, you know, wide receiver number one going into the season, but you know. But he's know. a slot guy. He's a slot guy, right? Right? He's a slot guy. Right. So he is a slot gonna guy. Be but the, who's going to be the outside guy? Right? Yeah. There's a lot of question marks. And, and are we actually going to throw the ball to the cowboy back? Oh, well, we, yeah. That's true, too. Well, we were <laughs> basically the cowboy back last year. Yeah, uh, but during it, the. So I was gonna say one one of the Green brothers, right? Didn't right. they? Was it number twenty eight? He, I'm sounding like Gundy now. You know, number twenty eight. I don't even know who these guys are. Um, he 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 had a good bowl game. Yeah, and he had a good and he had a good bedlam playing out of that cowboy back position. So I would I would say. So spring schming, right? Who it cares to me? Who are they going to use the cowboy back as a receiving option? I have no concerns about running back. I have no concerns at wide receiver. We got so many guys running around. I'm not worried about it. Cowboy back. Are we going to use them? Because that to me opens. That's where you open stuff up, right? Well, that's, and that's also like the ultimate safety valve, right? That yeah, exactly. Eight-yard curl to the right side, let Spencer Sanders in him in the numbers, yeah. move the chains, keep going, yeah. But the other part of that is, I don't know. What was I just thinking? The other part of that, oh, shut up. Why are you busting I, my child? I mean, the, the big thing is, is Spencer, I, like, oh, what's oh, Spencer oh, oh, going to be? That's it. The biggest question to me is, and sorry, everyone, because my my playmates down here giving me crap because I'm not playing with her. Um, the backup QB. That How is about a, Illingsworth is transferring gone. out. Yeah. How about this? Uh, How about me playing golf this past weekend? Okay. I get on the first tee at my little local municipal golf course. I'm not on the first tee yet. There's a group in front of us and, and I've checked in and I don't know who I'm playing with. I, I wasn't going to play this weekend and then things changed and I asked the wife and she said, yes, go, you're fine. If you want to play, go play. So I signed, I signed up as a single and I show up and I don't know what my group is. Don't know the guys I'm playing with. And I see a young guy, young, tall, pretty athletic looking guy and he's got a texas longhorns baseball hat on 
And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to end up playing with this guy. The world is way too small. I can't do this. <laughs> so it turns out he's in the group in front of me. Okay. And the way the day went, we never really ended up like hanging out, you know, like on a, like a par three where it's backed up, play is backed up or something. You're hanging on a par three or something where, where I could kind of chat him up a little bit. And don't you know, we get to the 17th hole. 16th hole is a short par four that, that I still occasionally will try to drive. Um, and then 17 is a long par three, meaning everybody's making at least four on this hole. Right. So that's an area where it gets backed up. So we get over there and the, the group in front of us, they haven't even teed off yet. They're like still sitting waiting for the green to clear when we walked off the 16th green. So I thought, Oh, there you go. And I made the comment, you know, did you go to, did you go to UT? And he goes, no, he goes, I've got some good friends who uh, work down there and they're Texas fans. And they gave me this hat. Um, he said, did you go to school there? And I said, no, no. I said, I, I said, I spent time at Oklahoma state. I'm an Oklahoma state fan. He goes, Oh, he goes, well, I, I work, uh, with Shane Illingworth. Oh, shit. He said, what? I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He says that I, you know, I got out of school. He says, and I'm working with some sports related company. And I guess he's training in like Southern California with whoever. I don't know. And, and he, and he, and he had gone to high school with him and then knew him through the work. I was like, holy crap, I can't, this is too much for me. This is like, this, this, the world is getting incestuous. It's getting so small. But so there you go. So that, so that got me on the thing of, well, I can't wait to see who the backup QB is because you've only got two options. You only got two yeah. options. And one of them is named Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be something. I mean, that would be, like, the most Oklahoma State thing ever if, like, God forbid, Spencer goes down. Like, and then... Who trots Gundy, out? Gundy comes out and just lights it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that would... That... Oh, my God. So, you've got Wrangle, right? You've got Wrangle, and you've got Gundy. Who the hell else? Hey, there's still time for transfer portal. It'll open back up before the season starts. That's true. That's true. Oh my God. I can't, I can't. That's, that's going to be so fascinating. This is going to be, I think a great, this is going to be a really incredible season of big 12 football. All right. Well, in kind of the last, it's, it's the last of the, as we've known it for a decade, right. which I like the new schools coming in, everything else. Uh, but I'm going to, I love playing everybody. I love that format. I wish we could stay there. I know we can't for financial reasons, everything else, but that's, that was always a thing. And it happens in the SEC a lot is who are you ducking? You know, you may or may not, I mean, especially with their, what, there are what, 14 teams now about to be 16. You may only play Bama like, well, actually, I, I heard something, it was either for the ACC, it was, uh, 
it was the SEC that I don't remember which team it was, but only if you had been there for five years did you play Florida. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, and so it's, I mean, so much about like everyone's like, it's perceived as a great conference and you're always playing tough games. Like, well, kind of, but you're also able to duck people. You may not have to play Bama for three or four years or Georgia or Auburn. Or, yeah. Uh, Auburn, not great. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, I, I am going to absolutely miss bedlam uh, me too i Absolutely. i mean that was my childhood in football that's how i was raised on on oklahoma state football like the big the big eight i mean that was a big deal you know playing nebraska playing colorado playing missouri those were huge it's like every game felt important right and then right. bedlam Bedlam was just so important. We always got our ass kicked, but it was important. Every year you kind of got up for it, right? And I have to say, especially in the last, you know, so many years where it's become way more competitive, right? Ah, just, God, the energy going into that game this year was so incredible. Mm. It was just so incredible. And that game was nuts. And and it's just we're losing uh, it. Yeah. I mean what what we know is college football is dying. Yeah, it's I mean, going I, away. I could give a shit I, about Texas. I, I can't mean, wait to, I, I, I can't. said it I said it on the podcast after the Big Twelve Championship game was it felt like this was our last year to win a real college football title. Like as college well, football I, I, as as I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, beat, you know, win a college football title in a conference that involves OU, right? Because that's yeah. really that's really what it is. To hell with Texas. Texas is about to go to the SEC and get and hammered. have to play and have to play Texas AM every year. And and they're gonna look so average. It's it's they're just gonna be so average at best. I just can't wait for it. It's like that's such a I'm sorry, but that is such a monumental waste of athletic money, that whole thing. <laughs> but that's for a whole other discussion. Um, I'm, I'm going to so miss playing Oklahoma in everything, in everything, right? Oh, no. So that was OU's to top of the eight, and a guy just hit a double for OU, and, and that was their first hit of the game. <laughs> Wichita State was throwing a no hitter up to that point. I had just hit the Wichita State baseball game once upon a time. Only the only thing I know about Wichita State is I was in Shocker Arena in 1988 when Jesse Jackson was running for the Democratic presidential nomination. And he came and gave a speech. And a bunch of us, like maybe 10 or 12 of us from the college, the small private college I was going to at the time, um, near, near Wichita, uh, drove up 
and and went to that. And so that's 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 my only exposure to Wichita State. <laughs> and it's gone again. Jacob is gone again, people. He's gone again. He can't cut this out. This is this has to be this has to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, has to be a part of the podcast. It happens. Sometimes you gotta pee and you don't want to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm the old guy and I'm down in the basement. I haven't peed yet. (laughs) I've also put down a whole lot of water today too. Oh, there you go. But yeah, so I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm eager to see. Eager to see kind of what the QB thing turns into. I think all the other positions are, are going to be fine. Um, you know, you have to think the defense takes a step back uh, just because we have such high expectations, right, from well, Jim Knowles. What, uh, well, I mean, everyone, everybody I've read says that the new guy's better than Knowles, but – you have we had two anchors at that linebacker position that that's you you can't replace like that's going to be the issue and that you have two really good strong smart fast linebackers like we had that's that that, that just leaves a hole right in the middle of the field and that's what oh, yeah. oh dude you know. the, the play Derek Harper made to tackle Cable, Caleb Williams on that fourth yeah. and fourth and whatever that's just an all-timer to me. That was the game. Yo, know, Colin Oliver crawling across the ground and, and grabbing him by the ankles is great. But that play, to me, that was the play, right? When he just he right. missed him once. He missed him once and then came back and got him. And I, I'll say this. I'm so jacked up to see how uh, Rodriguez does, Malcolm Rodriguez does in the league and i'm so intrigued to see what happens at ohio state (laughs) with jim Knowles. very intrigued i listen it's like there's a part of me as much as i could dislike ohio state there's a part of me that wants to see like the mad scientists like go up there and just like show up and just like shut down alabama so bad they can't they can't function right <laughs> it's like there's a part of me that kind of wants to see it to a degree right it's and and then there's that tiny part of me that wants to see him not do well up there and say see you should have stayed in Stillwater." <laughs> right well that's that's going to be the interesting thing is you know he was here for what four or five seasons four four and- I think four. Four, right? I think it was four, right? But you know, the the thing is, is his really great defenses were with guys who probably shouldn't have been here, but they got an extra year because of COVID. Like Malcolm was that way. There was a bunch of guys who were like fifth year who might have been grad transfers the year before. So I'll tell you what. Think about think about Spencer Sanders. Think about Spencer Sanders, okay? We've all had our love-hate with him, right? Yeah. That guy is about to be the old man. And being with the like old two man. two more years of eligibility left. <laughs> right? Being the old man 
is a big deal. We saw Brandon Whedon being yeah. the old mature guy that's like doesn't give a shit, right? This okay, this is college football. Come on, guys, let's go do this. Right? That 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 doesn't get phased by the crap. You know, if if he if he can if he can be in that mode. This could be the year that we all was hoping Spencer would have two years ago. Right. right? Well, I wonder, like, because he has been around for a while, and I know Ian just disagreed with me on this, but I, don't know, I think there's a chance, a good chance, he has a Kenny Pickett year, where he goes from oh, yeah. third or fourth round to Heisman Chatter, first rounder, like. And if he and if he doesn't this year, he's gonna have another year. Like it feels like he's been around for. He's not coming back. Okay, all right. Okay, so then we're gonna have to do two things here. We're gonna have to do two things. Number one, I'm I'm going full Ian here. Spencer Sanders is not getting drafted in the NFL. Ain't happening. No way. Know how. Stop smoking the crack. <laughs> Number two, Spencer Sanders ain't winning the Heisman. And no, I don't I didn't mean say that. Win the Heisman, I said Heisman shattered. I don't. I'm not. No. 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 He. It, it's no. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do it because he's going to throw in a game. He's going to throw in a game. That's whatever. And OSU, you know, in order for an OSU player to win the Heisman, right? There's, there's only two ways for an OSU guy to win the Heisman. We know what one of them is because we've seen it, right? He's got to have a year that's like, you know, otherworldly. That that still hasn't been touched, even though guys are playing how many more games <laughs> right. than he played, and they're counting the bowl games and the and the playoff games and the whatever games, and nobody and 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 nobody can bother him, right? So that's how otherworldly Barry Sanders' season was. If you're literally any player on Oklahoma State, you've got to put up such numbers that are just off the planet, or you've got to be the best player on a team that, like, plays for the national championship or some some stuff like that, right? That's that's all I'm saying. I think Spencer Sanders could have an incredible year. He could have his best year that he's ever had at Oklahoma State. And and not be in a Heisman conversation, right? Just because of the nature of the beast, I think. But he he's not getting drafted, Jacob. He's not getting drafted. I don't I don't care if he has a Kenny Pickett year. Spencer Sanders ain't getting drafted. And if he does, I want that I want that GM's money. I want his salary. <laughs> <laughs> and I I like Spencer. He's a good kid. He's clearly a good kid, right? He's 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 
he's got he, he he seems to have the right head on his shoulders, despite whatever we may think or we haven't heard or heard or whatever. He's he's got the right head on his shoulders, and it's like, yeah, he ain't getting drafted. <laughs> That's not happening. He might. He might. You never know, man. Maybe he makes a leap. Maybe he makes as, a leap. Yeah, well, as Jesse Jackson said in Shocker Arena back in 1988, keep hope alive. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Quarterbacks are such at a premium. I think someone might, if he has a really good season, like make a really big leap forward. I mean, the Spencer Sanders we've seen his career so far, no. But if he has sort of that big jump, I could see him going fifth round, sixth round, you know. Oh, my oh, my ears are falling off my head. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I need more scotch. Here we go. I got to have more <laughs> scotch after that. So we got anything else to burn up? What uh, what do we got? The girls golf regionals, boys read golf regionals. Um, yeah. Baseball, we cover baseball, softball, football. Yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much cross country, track, track was actually track and cross country was on TV this weekend. (laughs) It's like it was it was on. I can't remember if it was on. um, I was trying to find. I think it was NA. I was trying to find NHL. I was trying to stream the NHL. And I went on, I don't know if it was Paramount Plus or something, and they had this thing up and it said Big 12 Track and Field Championships. I was like, what? <laughs> you can't put that on TV? Um, no, OSU Sports is like, OSU Sports is in a really good era right now. They're, uh, yeah. they're jamming. You got a lot of, lot of quality. You know, now we just need um, now we just need Mike Boynton to have a year. This is his year. I will say this, and I think I'm I'm on the I'm on the the boat with uh, Jacob here. This is a season we need to see something, right? This this would be the season. Got to make the tournament this year. This well, and I don't think just make the tournament. I don't think it's just make the tournament. I think you gotta you gotta push the top three of the conference. Yeah, you've had oh, you've had en- you've had enough years to to recruit and bring your guys in. You know, you showed us you could go get a big guy. You know, you went and got you know Cade, who was a who was a great thing, and okay, his brother came and coached and blah blah blah. So what? Um, you know. I think you gotta. I, I think you need to show that now you can take those guys and you can turn them into something. Because to me, basketball, basketball, even is more than football, right? Basketball is your is that's the one opportunity to say I can take so many guys and I can make them more than the sum of their parts. Right. That's really right. That is really a that to me, basketball is the one sport where you can say these five guys or any combination of five or ten guys together 
are better than than your three or four superstars because they play together, right? And I just I just think this is he needs to show he can he needs to show he can push the top of the conference because I think for me Oklahoma State in any sport I think the the university has shown athletically that in any sport you have the ability to compete in the t- at the top levels of the conference yeah we should be competing for a big 12 title basically no matter the sport right or pushing at least at least you're yeah. not or, you know you're pushing the, the top yeah yeah you're in the conversation you're not Kansas in football oh good lord or, well, or, Texas, or or you're not Texas in football who constantly disappoints and then loses to Kansas in football. But there was a over the weekend TCU beat I'm pretty sure it was Kansas 30 to 3 in baseball. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 30. Please, please God. I mean, <laughs> how can you be how can you be worse than your football team? Good Lord. Hey, they got back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, well, I think we've exhausted this, Jacob. Yes, sir. I think we have. All right, Cowboys and Cowgirls. As always, check us out on CowboysRideFree.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jacob Ingles. And uh, Robert, you got anything you want to say before we head out? No, guys, it's always a pleasure. Hit me up on Twitter. You know I'm game, whether it's OSU fans, OU fans, even Texas fans. Uh, <laughs> come at me. I'll have a conversation. It's all good. It's all Twitter. It's just sports. Uh, Robert W underscore OKST on uh, Twitter. Let's go have let's go have some fun. Awesome. Well, we'll see y'all next time.